I wasn't even ready. <laughs> I was sitting there talking to you. Good morning. Welcome to the Pulse WB Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. I am your host, John Fowler, along with Pastor Jay Mace. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you tuned in today. My mic on. Yeah, I think you were out of bed before I was today. That's that's rare. That is rare because normally I'm like up before before you, but uh, and then because I'm normally like texting saying, "Hey, we on for today?" Because I didn't talk to you the day before, <laughs> and right. it's like. But, oh, there uh, I am. Okay. There you are. Test, test one, two. So welcome to the show. It's Friday. It's the uh, eighth day of July, and, uh, you know, it's hard to believe. So you had a big shindig this past uh, July 4th. Yeah. Um, we did. Actually, July 3rd, Sunday 30. evening. It was our uh, second family fun day of the year, and um, uh, actually, that's not true. We had one earlier in the year, but anyway. Um yeah, big uh, big time. We had slip and slide for the kids, and um, we had a bottle bash tournament, uh, which we ran out of daylight to finish, so the championship will be at our next family fun day. And, um, yeah, tons of fireworks. It was pretty cool with the church. The church had bought some, and, um, you know, we put it out to, um, you know, to the church that anyone that wanted to bring any. Someone asked. We didn't just ask but someone had asked hey can we contribute to that and we were like sure and so we had um three guys all showed up with as much or more um than what the church had bought uh so we ended up with quite the uh quite the show i've i've had neighbors tell me that it was better than um uh better than st albans and and other places and and what they did so uh that was always uh, a good thing we had one, you know. Thank God for His protection. We had one that um, when we when we were picking things up the next day, um, uh, apparently the way the fuse is, it you have to tear the the paper a little bit, and um, it lit the. Uh, apparently, when the fuse lit, it burned the paper around it, and so um, the three in the corner kind of fell sideways. And so it like shot over our crowd and shot, you know, one over the hill and one, you know, into my truck um, behind us. So, you know, thankful for his protection that no one got hit, truck didn't blow up or or anything crazy happened like that. So, you know, lesson learned on how we open those um, in the future. But, um, uh, you know, of course, it was dark, so we couldn't see it. And... um, Till you know, the next but, day. But God saw it, and he took care of us. So. That's so awesome. Yeah, God likes fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Because he allowed it to be created. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but there's nothing new under the sun. That's what the Bible mm-hmm. says. It does. Uh, electricity already existed before it was discovered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like this stuff. I mean, God, did God just say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to have electricity, but I'm going to allow... You know, and and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, it's like all this stuff existed in God's eyes. Sure. You know, he knew about it. Well, let me give you an update. Since the last time we talked um, on last Friday, uh, if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard the podcast from last week, um, then (laughs) having fun over there. Yeah. It's uh, I was bringing it up in case anyone's commenting. Commenting. And uh, so kind of went crazy on me. So what's funny is uh, so. You know, last week after after we had our conversation about souls being saved, 
and you know about you know kind of a number of of people that you know that I had the opportunity to lead to Jesus and saying how it wasn't enough then I had people start reaching out to me about that and um you know and really encouraging words and I just I want to let people know that I wasn't you know beating myself up but I guess in a way I was like I had a reality check of thinking, wow, you know, I'm not doing what I need to do. So I preached a sermon on Sunday morning about it, and I literally had the church. I said, you know, and I, I preached it about me, and I said I literally asked the church to come up and pray for me that I would be more of a soul winner. And so through that process, through the <clears throat> excuse me, through that process, it's like God has opened up many doors this past week. Uh, for me to just share with people in a non-hostile situation, just yeah. letting people know, you know, I, I was able to share at uh, at a business the other day. Uh, a lady's boss come up to me, and well, she was standing there at the counter, and I, you know, we were talking about the world and you know a little bit of politics and a little bit of this, and and so I looked at her and I said, you know, I said I don't know where you are with Jesus. And I said, but he's coming soon. And then I explained to her, I even took it a step further. I didn't tell you about this. And I said, I even took it a step further on how she should pray. Mm. And so, Pastor Jay, what happens is we win souls. We set the example by how we act, number one. But number two, we also set the example by how we communicate with others. And we can't browbeat people to, to get saved, but we can have it in a conversation. Sure. And so one of the things that the, in the topic of what we're talking about today, the Great Commission, which means to go, and we'll read down here in a second. I'll get my Bible out and read it to you, is the fact is that, and, and I want your opinion on this because I think it's important, maybe back when you and I started in ministry umpteen years ago, Church was more of a soul-winning station then, but I don't believe that the church necessarily is the soul-winning station that it used to be. The building's not. The right. church still is. Well, and I think that's the issue. I, I think we have come to this this idea of thinking um, that the church is the building, yeah. you know, and, you know, we should reverence the church, and we, you know, and, and you know, we have all of these traditional mindsets of of the church and regarding um, the church. I'm not saying that any of those things are, are bad or wrong or, you know, unbiblical or, or this and that and the other, but I think we've become so... Uh, oh, no, sorry about <laughs> <at> the camera. <laughs> um, you didn't see that. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah. I guess you've got this great big TV over here to the left in the corner of my eyes. He's my big old, my big old mug jumping up and down. Um, but... Um, you know, we are, um, I think we're in a place where we have forgotten what the church was called um, to do, and and that is to minister the gospel um, of Jesus Christ. Nothing nothing more, nothing less. And, you know, we've, we've ventured into so many different avenues, and not that any of these avenues are bad and that the church shouldn't have an involvement there, but if we're replacing the Great Commission with all of these other things, um, then we're losing sight of what God intended. And, you know, I was thinking about 
you know, because we wing this so much, and we even were winging the Great Commission, um, you know, this morning, uh, since we haven't started our new series yet. And, um, you know, one one thing after our conversation last week, and, and that was, you know, that was short minute, and, and you know, we, we don't script any of these things, so I never know what you're going to ask or where we're going to go. And um, I, I, I got thinking about this, and I know a couple of the guys from the church reached out to me and, and said that they had sent you things, um, too. But, you know, Jesus talks about conversion a lot, actually, you know, in, in Scripture. I don't know how many times it's brought up. I didn't count it, but... Um, he talks about conversion in scriptures a lot. And I do want to read this out of Matthew thirteen fifteen. He says, For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. Wow. Right. And and that was in Matthew thirteen fifteen. And then we go, you know, we go a few chapters over when Jesus is addressing Peter, you know, after, you know, Peter, you know, has this great moment where Jesus says, no, Peter, you're the rock, man. I'm going to build my church on your testimony and, um, and, and, and the idea of your testimony and everything else like this. And then, and then Peter has that moment where he, you know, he says, far be it from you, Lord, when Jesus is talking about his crucifixion and everything else. And then Jesus, Jesus says, you talk like the devil. You sound like Satan. You know, so, so Peter, like Peter in a matter of five minutes goes from the rock to Satan, you know, in, in the conversation there at the, at the last supper and everything else. But, you know, something that has always stood out for me, and I'm talking like, back in my teens All right. stood out to me. And it was one of the calling things, um, you know, one of the compelling to to salvation things for me was, was in Matthew 18, 3. And he says this to Peter. He says, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Wow. And those were Jesus's words um, to them. And, and he was very, you know, he was very pointed um, with Peter. Luke, in Luke, he says it like this to Peter. He says, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fell not. And when you are converted, see, he's prophesying here. And when you're converted, strengthen your brethren. Right? So, so when we look at this idea of Jesus, we are all are from Jesus. We are all called to this place of of conversion, you know. And and what does that mean? You know, the the Bible says that we're to be transformed with what the renewing of our mind. It means we need to think new. We need to think different. We need to think things about things spiritually rather than carnally. And and I think. To your point, and, and you're thinking, wow, you're way off my point, but I'm working, no, my way, no. working my way back to it. To your point, I think we have we have gotten so caught up in so many things, you know, protecting the four walls, you know, um, engaging in this, engaging in this, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, and everything else, that I think the church has largely forsaken conversion 
in in the ministering of the gospel to the lost. Now, here's the challenge. For us to do that today, we got to get outside the four walls. Yes. And none of us are comfortable with that. You know, uh, I remember growing up when it was a common thing. Monday evenings, man, you went and knocked on doors, you know, and and we'd show up and, you know, the church I grew up in, we'd probably have 20 to 30 people show up on Monday night for what we called visitation. And we would just go randomly uh, knock on doors and, and visit people. Right. And and tell them about Jesus, encourage them to come to church and, and everything. And, you know, Satan attacks that. You know, we deal with so much anxiety. We deal with so much, you know, lack of social skill and lack of, of social reverence and, mm-hmm. and everything else today that, I, I you know, I'd, I'd be scared to death to send, you know, probably half the church out of visitation right. because, number one, you know, you, you run into some real tough stuff. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm not sure they're ready for it. And and number two, I'd, I'd be afraid of what someone would say and tick somebody off, right. you know, because we're not prepared, yeah. we're not spiritually equipped or prepared for that level of ministry, and and so it's hurting the church because I don't think we're equipped to preach conversion and and preach the need. Of salvation to the lost, right? Um, so I think going going full That's circle really back to, to your comment, yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think the church is not doing um, a, a good job in um, in preaching salvation to the lost. I wrote something down here while you were talking uh, that it's um, it's three words: time to talk. Mm. You know, and so I remember. Last year, I was uh, uh, it was a it was a Saturday. There was something going on in Gasway. They brought me there on a Saturday, and there was a guy. I'll never forget this. <clears throat> he was sitting at over at the courthouse. There's uh, some chairs there, uh, and he's over there sitting. And um, I've never saw the guy before. And I was on my way to Go Mart, which you could walk from the church to to the Go Mart down the street. And I just I just hollered across the, across the street at him. And I said, hey, I said, I'm going for coffee. You want some? You could tell you had a rough night. Yeah, I think I do. So I said, well, let's go. And I said, you want something to eat, too? And I think he ended up getting a biscuit, too. And um, so then I went back with him and sat down with him. And this is like right in the heat of COVID and all this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, you know, and I said, so What's going on? He said, well, I was in a bar fight last night. I saw you were. And, mm. and we talked, and, and we shared. And, and, you know, Jay, we have to take time to talk. Mm. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that people don't have is time yeah. to talk. And I, I looked up the word conversion. It says this. It, it almost kind of, this word that I'm going to use is, is kind of a, an old word, but it, it still works for today. It says conversion is a process, not an event. Conversion comes as a result of righteousness efforts to follow the Savior. These efforts include exercising faith in Jesus Christ, repenting of sins, being baptized, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, and enduring to the end in your faith. Mm. And I really never thought about it being, it almost kind of sounds like 
sanctification in a way because sanctification is the elimination of things in your life to where you can, uh, you know, you can get things out of your life and replace it with, with Jesus. But the conversion is a process, not an event. Well, but, and, that, and that coincides with, with what I read there in, in Matthew 18, you know, and it says become as little children. And, and I think we forget that biblical yeah. principle. You know, Jesus said in, in a few cases, you know, that, that except, you know, you're like, uh, you know, a child, except you're, you know, you're like a child, you won't enter into heaven. And here he says it with respect directly to conversion in, in 18.3. And, and he says, and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, if you think about a child, what's a child trying to control? Joy, fun, yeah, you know, goodness, yeah. you know, and and they're just they're just wanting to enjoy what's been given them, right? Yeah, well, that's toys, all they do is toys, play. cardboard boxes, whatever right. it is. You know, they just want to enjoy what's been given them, right? Right, and and you know, food is provided for them, right? All of these things come from them, right? So essentially, what Jesus is saying here is, I just want you to. I just want you to trust the Father. Yeah. I just want you to be a child and and trust the Father. Rely on the Father and quit micromanaging everything under the sun. Do you think do you think God's not able to to manage the church? Do you think God's not able to provide for the church, to provide for your family? You know, trust God. You know, and I, I don't think that means we all need to run out and quit our jobs, because there's other scriptures that defy that. Right. But, but you know, I think if we're if we're responsible and faithful over a few things, then he's he's going to open up many things to us. Scripture makes that clear, and that's not only heaven. I think that's here, you know, on earth. So I think what he's essentially saying to us there is, you know, we need to quit managing everything under the sun. And become a child, become one of God's children. And instead, you know, we're running churches like businesses, we're running, you know, we're, we're doing all of these things, we're micromanaging everything under the sun. And I'm not saying that we don't need to be good stewards and, and anything like that. Sure. But, but what I'm just saying is, you know, we are so compulsive about all of this other stuff. Right. That we never really become as little children mm-hmm. and and allow God to be the author and finisher of our faith. So that would mean, okay, when I think of the word that, I, that I'm going to become something, that means that that is a process. So this, this will be tough for people, and let me explain sure. why, because— It's tough for me. <laughs> because, yeah, well, I mean, you're a kid at heart, but so, you know, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. When you think about this process, becoming— a child, and you're an adult, and you're and, and you're looking at Jesus, and you're saying, "Okay, you want me to regress back to a child, so that you know." But He's wanting us. I think the innocent part. I think that's the innocent part of a child, of saying, "Okay, you know, I don't know very much, and I need a lot of help." And it's like get off your, you know, people get off their high horse, you know, thinking that they're just that in a bag of chips, more so of becoming a child of saying, "Okay." I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust you yeah. to help me. 
Yeah. Well, I think there's the innocence and, and, you know, enjoying our salvation. Right. You know, and I I think sometimes we don't give people an opportunity to enjoy their salvation anymore. We don't give people, you know, an an opportunity to enjoy that guilt-free, shame-free feeling that comes, you know, through the redemption of of Jesus Christ and so forth because we're, we're just so immediately putting expectations on them. You know, immediately you have to look this way. You have to dress like that. You have to be this. You have to be that. You have to listen to this kind of music, not that kind of music. And, you know, we've we've just put so much stuff on them, you know, that, that people don't even get to enjoy that in a sense. So I think, number one, yeah, you're right. I think we've got to, to come into that place of, of innocence where, um, you know, we're just experiencing the joy of the Lord. Yes. But then I, I think you're exactly right that we step into, you know, that trust and, and that faith, you know, because that's what that's what Jesus says later here when he's when he's addressing Peter. He says, I've prayed for thee that your faith fail not. And and I think what he's actually doing or what he's actually saying there is, you know, I, I'm trusting that you still believe and you still hold God in this extreme position mm-hmm. in your life. Because if we're not careful, you know, we'll step into leadership and we'll step into all of these different things. And then we start trying to run it. Yeah. Right? We start trying to run it. And and next thing you know, we've run God right out of it. Yeah. You know, because it's got to be like this. It's got to look like this. It's got to, you know, this box has got to be checked. This I's got to be dotted. That T's got to be crossed. Blah, 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 blah. And and we're so worried about stuff that ultimately is going to burn and means nothing. Right. That we've missed the commission. We've missed, we've missed the idea of who father is. Yeah. And that's why Jesus is saying, let dad take care of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Be a child. Yeah. Let dad take care of it. You know, how much did I worry about, you know, paying the bills when, when I was a, a three-year-old and I just wanted the dad to come play in the sandbox? Right. You know, how much was I worried um, about, you know, getting the grass cut, you know, of, of the, the mm-hmm. church property and, and everything else, which, by the way, whoever did that out there, it looks great this morning. Thank you. Awesome. Um, but, um, you know, how many how many of all of those things and we could list all day long did i worry about how many yeah. of those things consumed me as a child mm-hmm. more so than just wanting to experience the father right just wanting to experience him and and all that he had and you know if you go back to the early church they sold all their possessions right all everything they did they sold everything and and at best lived in a tent, at the very best, mm-hmm. lived in a tent, and they wow. packed it up every day and they walked around telling people about Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because they were enamored with the Father. Wow. They were enamored with what Jesus had brought into their life. They were walking in the joy of the Lord, mm-hmm. full of full of the Holy Spirit, and and willing to share that with everybody that they came in contact with. That's so good. You know, and and so, you know, when we talk about conversion and, and we couple that with with the commission, man, if if the church doesn't start acting like little children who are, you know, trusting and, and walking with the father, 
Right. We'll we'll never we'll never exercise the commission. Because there is two parts of being a child. There's a spoiled brat child. Yeah. That the church can sometimes be. Well, we have a lot of that. Today. Yeah, and yeah. and then but talking about becoming as little children. Okay, you have grandchildren. I'm I'm a grandfather too. And so when you think best thing ever. Oh yeah. Best thing ever. I mean, it's like bypassing the kids, going right. straight to the yep. grandkids. Yeah. And uh, not it, that I don't love my boys. I understand. But, I, I know. But, yeah, There's just a special, pretty, pretty awesome, special place. Anyway, it, I hold, I hold Ella, and she's six and a half months. All right. I can't look at her and say, "Go, go to work today." I can't look at her and say, "Change your diaper today." Yeah. I can't put all this responsibility on her because she doesn't know how to do it. She's she's not even caring about it. Not even caring about right. it. Right. <laughs> not even yeah. caring about it. So is that what you're saying? That that's how Jesus wants us to be? I, I think so. And I and wow, I think that's good. And, and but keep in mind, you know, there's a growth process. You know? Yeah. Ella's gonna grow. Right. Right? She's not gonna be six months forever. Right. So there's a there's a growing, there's a teaching, you know, you can call that discipleship or, or whatever you want. Um but there's a there's a discipling period where you teach them how to think and you teach them, you know, the biblical principles of right. of life, but without taking away the childlike faith, right? And without taking away the childlike joy, and without taking away, you know, the childlike um, character um, that God intends for for us to have. Wow. You know, so I don't know. I don't know any kid born into racism. I don't know any child born into racism. It's taught, right? That's true. And so yeah. when I when I talk about you know childlike character, that's what I'm talking about. You know that they see the world as God sees the world, as a mission field, as an opportunity to tell people about Jesus Christ. You know, we we're molded by society. Right. You know, to see people as you know Republican and Democrat. To see people as black and white, to see people as American and foreign, to see people as all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see anything in Scripture about any of that. Right. I, I don't see anything out of Jesus's mouth where he teaches us to, to treat this person different than this person or, or that based on whatever. Right. Right. I just threw out a few examples, but... You know, we could we could determine that based on upper class, middle class, or or, or whatever. You know that we we begin defining ourselves by um, what the world defines us by, rather than what God defines us by. Well, then we start treating ourselves and others based upon those definitions mm-hmm. when those definitions never exist in Scripture. That's true. And, and, you know, it's so a world standard. If, if we're not careful, and I think this is why it requires that little child where we wipe everything we've been taught, and, and, I, and I really mean everything right. that we've been taught, and, and we begin to nurture ourselves in holiness and nurture ourselves in, in the righteousness of the Lord and in the joy of the Lord and all of those things that he imparts to us, then we start thinking like him. Mm-hmm. And that's the game changer. Yes. You know, when you talk about the Great Commission, the game changer is when we start thinking like Jesus. Wow. You know, we, we talk about what would Jesus do all of these years and everything else. And we have a million different opinions on that and everything else. We're never really going to know what Jesus would do until we start thinking like Jesus. 
right? And the only way we think about Jesus is when we remove all of the other stuff from our heart and from our mind. I was doing a little devotional during um, during lunch yesterday, or not yesterday, day before, I think it was. Um, I don't know. This week's been a blur. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, and, and I started reflecting on Judas. And, you know, I made a comment. I, don't, I, I posted it. I don't remember word for word what it said. But, but basically... You know, I, I made the the point that you know Judas was focused on on everything. You know, other than Jesus, right? You know, questioning the money, he was questioning the people, the crowds following him. He was questioning, you know, the the practicality of this and the practicality of that, and and so forth. So he was he was constantly questioning. He he had not come to that little child. Right. mindset. Whereas if you notice all of the others, maybe in the beginning we're kind of like, oh, but we don't do things like that. You know, and you, you know, we have that great moment in The Chosen where, oh, yeah. where you know, Peter's doing that and Jesus says, we'll get used to different. Yeah. Right? Because we're going to be doing a whole lot different. Right? <laughs> and th- But that's that little child thing. Yeah. That That is, you know, and you can say, well, it's not in Scripture that he said that. Well, no, it's not. But But ultimately it is because he says, I want you to erase everything. Mm-hmm. And become like a little child. What's he saying? I want you to get used to different, right? Right, and you know, so we we step into this mindset to where now we're consumed with Jesus Christ. We're consumed with who He is and what He is and what He brings into people's lives, and that's what we're expressing to others. That's what we're expressing to friends and family and strangers who don't know him, is the goodness of Jesus Christ and who he is and what he is. Why? Because we've wiped our mind. We've renewed ourselves by the transforming of our mind. We've become as little children who is just excited and enamored with, with who Jesus is. And, and that's, you know, that's who we are and, and, and what we're doing. And, and when we approach the commission in that way, then I believe we become successful in in converting people. That's awesome. And then, okay, <clears throat> let me give you a sermon. Let me give you a sermon title here. Oh no, grow into and grow into a child. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That we need to grow into a child. True. That's like I don't know what they call that, but it's kind of backwards. But it's like growing into a child would just bring us to a place. Oh, and I didn't finish the Judas point. And but to that, you know, Judas never did that. Right. Judas never became as a little child. Yeah. In his relationship with Christ, he you was see too. What that got him. He he. Well, and that, and that's the the post I made. That's what that's what I said. It wasn't the rope that killed Judas. It was his own mindset and his own devices. Right. That killed Judas. He couldn't let things go. And just trust God. Yeah. He couldn't just become as a little child and follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. He questioned everything and 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 had his nose in everything and and was involved in everything. And so again, like I said in the beginning, 
I'm not saying we shouldn't be good stewards and I shouldn't, there shouldn't be levels of accountability and there, you know, we shouldn't have programs and, and practices and there shouldn't be, you know, teaching elements, you know, in the church. That's all part of the discipleship process that I talked about. You know, so I'm not, I'm not taking any of that away, but I'm just saying Jesus repetitively told us to become as little children. Otherwise, we're not entering in. Right. What does that mean? It means as a child, we trust God. All right. To, to do the God things and and to be God and to be father and and to enjoy as a child plays and and has fun to to enjoy and and walk in the in the fellowship of our salvation yeah. and and if we're not doing that because we're so wrapped up in everything else then then converting people preaching the gospel the Great Commission is is going to escape us. And that's where we have to find that time to talk and to share with people, yeah. and that, which goes to another which goes to another thing. You see the background of the of the uh, of the, of the worship center in Winfield, and you know you, you kind of see where the praise team is. But is do you think that the the sanctuaries are more of a locker room experience to where you got a coach that's helping? To uh, you got a bunch of players, which mm. is which is the Christians, mm. because it doesn't seem like that well, you, you don't see a lot of center people coming to church these days, do you? I mean, sometimes, but not a lot. I think we have a lot of followers. Okay, in the church, I'm not I'm not sure that we even have a lot of Christians in the church. We have some, of course, right. Um, but you know, I think I think a lot of people are at that follower stage to where they, you know, they want Jesus, they want freedom from their sin, they know they need Jesus, and so they come every Sunday, which is a good thing. I'm not talking bad about it. Sure. And and everything else. But I think society and especially the modern church teaches that that's enough. Mm. And and it's not enough. Right. And and so I think that's a you know, I think that's a uh, a paradox in itself that that we combat in the church today is you know we got a lot of followers, but very few converted. You know because when you're converted, you think different. You know become as that little child, and and you pursue uh, a life of righteousness. And um, you know and and I think you know, I even I even heard it preached from a pulpit uh, one time. You know that it, it's our job just to um, create followers. Right. And and I the point that I hope was being made um because I never could get answers on it. Um the point that I hope was being made is that we bring people in as followers and then the Holy Spirit does the rest because we know we can't be saved, we can't be converted unless we're drawn of the Holy Spirit. Right. So I think that's that's that couples into the great commission in that we number one have to be spiritual. We can't we can't be doing what we're doing just out of a servant heart. Right. Right? There's a lot of us do a lot of great work in and around the church, right? But but no one's gonna be saved unless they're drawn of the spirit. So what we're doing in in communicating the Great Commission is it, it, it has to be spiritual on some level. Right. So that people are drawn of the spirit. Yes. Right? I I can drag you by the hair 
<laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, to, you, sure you can. <laughs> to the altar, uh, right? And and you never once cave, get saved. Caveman days. You never once get saved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand the fact that we're creating followers in the sense that I can't save anyone. Right. But we are also setting the precedent by which people get saved, which mm-hmm. means we have to become spiritual. Right. Now, when you look at, I just pulled up the definition of, of a follower, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with this definition. And, te- and once I read it, you'll understand why. Because you're, th- you're thinking that a follower, okay, listen, here's, let me just read it to you. Here's what a follower is. One who gives full loyalty and support to another. That's what it says. But if you're saying that we have followers at church, are those people the ones that aren't fully committed, though? Well, I'm I'm talking in the sense of conversion. Conversion, okay. Okay. And, you know, all of the disciples were followers. Right. Of Jesus. And they were loyal to him. And they were loyal. Him. They were faithful. You know, they, they slept out in the dirt with him right. every night and, and all of those things. So... You know, in in that wise, I I guess I could see the definition a little bit, but you know, all of them had to be converted. It wasn't just Peter, right? Right. Jesus was talking to all of them. Essentially, he may have been addressing Peter, but he was essentially talking to all of them that they they had to be converted, and and so I think that's the paradoxical difference in that. You know, we we can come to church and we can be great followers. You know, we and and you know, show up, mm-hmm. be a great worker, right? you know, have a huge servant heart and everything else, but we still got to be converted, man. Right. You know, we still have to have that spiritual moment that draws us away from the sin and the guilt and the shame that comes from, from our humanity. Right. And bring ourselves to a place of, of salvation. Yes. And 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 so that's the point I'm making between follower and that's a good point um, and and disciple. When you think about <clears throat> when you think about okay, Jesus fed mm. fed the multitude, okay, and 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 reports are that's about five thousand, right? Right. Okay, so well, plus women and children, but right. So I mean, you think a huge crowd, yeah. All right, where where did they go? Exactly. They were followers. They were followers. They yeah, were, but at the end of this thing, yeah. they were interested in the the signs and the miracles and and everything yeah. else. And and you got a lot of church. Yeah, yeah, a lot of today's church has been convinced that that's enough. Right. And and it's not because those same people were yelling for Barabbas. I, I just know? wrote that down. And, the same ones are probably saying crucify him. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's crazy. I, I mean, it's just amazing how. Because they weren't converted. Yeah. They weren't converted in their thinking. They didn't become as little children. Right. You know, and, and live a life of, of trust and faith, um, you know, with, with God. They still they still had to control it, yeah. you know, and God doesn't like that. Yeah. God, God doesn't like that. God will, trust me, from a, from a type A OCD guy, God will take your control away. If if you don't if you don't just surrender it, you got to manage um, it. You know, um, well, I th- I think you got to get beyond even managing it. 
Right. You know, I mean, there are so many things, and, and Sam, will, Sam will testify to this. There are so many things that I used to do that I'm just like, yeah. Right. Now, because I've grown and I've matured and, and I've stepped into, uh, to your point, grow, grow into a child, you know, I've grown into that child where I'm just kind of, yeah, God, I'll handle that. Yeah, it's almost like it's you not know, worth the effort. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. uh, something the other day, and I was like, eh, the Lord rebuke you. I, I just don't even have the energy to fool with it. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, I'm I'm focused on him. Right. I'm focused on the commission. I'm focused on the vision, you know? And that was the thing. Judas never got focused on the vision. Right. He never got focused on the mission at all because he was so consumed with all the stuff. Yeah. Right? God doesn't care about all the things we care about down here. God doesn't care about, you know, the bank accounts and, and this and that and the other. I mean, he wants us to be righteous in our dealings right. and, and everything, of course. That's which, scriptural. Which, yeah, I know. I, yeah. Which goes back to stewardship and everything. He wants us to be righteous in those things. But but beyond that, this is all going to burn. All yeah. of it. Yeah. All of it. Every bit of it, all of it, is going to burn. Cars, houses. He's he's not consumed with it, right? He's not. Yeah. And you know, and I think you know, we hear that, and and we're kind of like, you know, how 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 can we not be concerned about this? How can we not be focused on this? How can we not be focused on that? Mm -hmm. I don't think God cares about a lot of this stuff. Right. I don't think He cares. Right. I think he wants us to put ourselves in the best position to communicate Jesus Christ to people so that the Holy Spirit can then do the next step and draw them to a place of salvation. That's so good. That's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. Nothing else. Nothing else. Do you think there's anything, I've heard preachers say this, uh, and and theologians will say this too. I've read read some of the, the reports on this, that the only thing that we're so close in time for Jesus to come back that the only thing that's left is for us to nurture and for conversion of people within the church. All prophecy has been fulfilled. All prophecy. And this is it is just to, according like, to understanding. Yeah. Just All. to bring him in. Yep. You know, there was a, um, there was a prominent man um, that just recently <laughs> passed away. I met him once um, in, in Gasaway. And I'm going to leave his name out, but um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about about his death uh, because he just recently died. And we're talking millions. Mm. I mean millions of dollars. And so when when you think about that process, you have so many people that are working on the end of saying, okay, I've got to get this will done. I've got to get this done. I've got to make sure all this stuff that you say is going to burn to make sure that it goes where it needs to go. But there's there's no working on eternity. Mm. Yeah, You know, there's no working on, okay. And this person, I never had the opportunity, you know, or did I ever take it? I mean, I could have knocked on the gated the gated house and and gone in you know but i mean i don't know if he made it or not yeah but i've never seen i've never you preach a lot of funerals i preach a lot of funerals and you go you drive into these cemeteries and there's not one millionaire in there mm -hmm. they may have been a millionaire when they were when their heart was beating when you die you ain't nothing 
Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> you just it's all it's gone. You leave this world with what you come in. Except if you're a Christian, you you take your rewards with you. You know, I believe sure. in that. Yeah, but you know, and I think you know, are people so so busy that they don't have time to talk uh, about where people are, you know, with their walk with Jesus and going, you know, where are you going to go when you die? Because it's going to happen. I don't know if you ever think about that. I don't think about it very often, but I do think sometimes, hmm, it's like 54 now. You know, if if I live to be 100, you know, nobody knows. Well, and I I don't think it's just money. I mean, we always want to pick on money. And, and everything else, but I, I don't think it's just money. Right. You know, some of us pursue status. Yeah. You know, some of us pursue um, whatever. You yeah. know, maybe it's the trophy wife, the trophy, you know, um, husband, you know, wh- whatever it might be in, in some realm, as long as we're pursuing earthly things, mm-hmm. you know, earthly pursuits, we're, we're perishing. Yeah. We're perishing. And... Wow. You know, I, I have always believed that, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. and these things, right, will be added to you. Yes. Right. And they'll be added to us. Yes. You know, and I think we miss that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to seek first the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to go to Bible study. And I'm going to pray, you know, is, you know, whatever I can work in each day. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm seeking first the kingdom of heaven. All right. Right. Yeah. And, and all of these other things shall, shall be added to you. So now I'm going to go work for those things. No, 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 no. That's not what it says at all. all right. That's really It good. says they'll be added to you. What does that mean? It means father become like little children. Right, mm-hmm. become like little children, completely focused on Jesus Christ, and He'll add those to us. Absolutely, He'll add those things, yes. you know. And and it's like me, you know, when when I when I was converted, I'm not talking about just showing up at church because for years I showed up at church, I played church, and um, and and was a scoundrel all at the same time, right. And when I was converted, I mean, fully submitted myself to God and and said, I don't want any of the world anymore. When I was truly converted, right? Right. I didn't want worldly things. I didn't care. You know, and I've said this many, many times. The church is kind of like, oh, here he goes again. Because I use this as an example a lot, but sometimes the best example we have is ourselves in that situation because we don't want to share anybody else's stuff. But, you know, I was that guy that always had a girlfriend. And, you know, sometimes two and three girlfriends, I was that guy. You know, in, in my late teens and, and, and early to mid-20s, I was that guy, right? And so when I fully converted, I broke up with my girlfriend. I told her what was going on in my life, where I believed I was going in life and what was happening in my life. She was like, whoa, 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 I didn't sign up for that. And I said, okay, you can get out because this is where I'm going. You, you, you make your choice. And, and so, you know, I broke up with her because she wasn't, she wasn't ready. Right. And um, I had no idea where she ended up 
as far as her her walk with Jesus, and that bothers me. I probably could have been a little bit of a better, um, you know, uh, disciple <laughs> at that point. But but you know, I became as that little child. I got rid of everything. I think I don't deserve a good wife. I don't deserve a good Christian girlfriend. You know, because I I blew it for all of these years, so I don't deserve that. So I'm just going to absorb myself with Jesus. Right. I'm absolutely absorbed with Jesus. If I never have a wife, if I never have kids and everything else, that's fine. I just want Jesus. Right. Right. And and I was convinced of that. I didn't date. I mean, you know, friends worried about me. You know, so I'd show up at their house for game night, and oh, here's so and so, Jay. <laughs> you know, and I and I and I'm just like, don't care, not interested. Right. You know, you're embarrassing yourself and her because I'm I just don't care. Right. And everything else because I was so consumed with Jesus. I was growing in to a child. Right. I, I want I wanted all of this removed from me. I just want Jesus. Right. And and truly, you know, you, you can say that's lip service, you can say whatever, but truly I just wanted Jesus for the rest of my life. Amen. I didn't care about anything else, anything right. else. And, you know, little did I know, as a youth pastor, I'm working with the youth. You know, Sam was, was someone who helped and had a servant heart and everything else and had impressed me by that servant heart and everything else like that. And she was a co-laborer in Christ for me. Never once noticed anything, wow. right? At all. And and we were together a lot because of, of our work in the church and our work with the youth and being the only, you know, two single people working in that capacity. We were around each other a lot, you know, right. and we were talking several times a week, planning things and, and doing things and everything else like that. But there were complete blinders on. I never looked at her once physically. I never looked at her once. Never had a sexual thought about her. Never, never once thought, man, she got great legs because she did have great legs. Once God took those blinders off, never, none of that. All the stuff that I had done my whole life, right. never once came to my mind. Wow. Never once entered into my thoughts while I was growing into that child. Yeah. Right. Because I was only focused on Jesus Christ. And one day, God said, "Okay, okay, I get it. You're serious." Mm -hmm. You're serious about me. So I'm father, and I'm going to take the blinders off and show you what I'm adding to you. Wow. Right? That's good. And, and, you know, my career, same thing. You know, my ball, do that. Nope, nope, not doing this, can't do this. That's church night. That's church. This is church. That's church. Everything else, I've got to do this. I've got to be here. I've got to be there and everything else like that. You know, and, and, you know, there were some tense moments and times and, and, and things said and, and whatnot and everything else, but I, I stood my ground. I, I mean, that child, and I mean, I made cells I should have never made. Wow. Cells I hardly worked for. He just right? made a way. But just godly favor just showed up. He added those things to me. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, did I shake the hand? Did I have the conversation? But but did I do the follow up exactly perfect? Did I do all the things I should have done? Yada, yada, yada. And everything else. No, I probably blew it more than anything. But yet godly favor added it. Right. To me. And and you see, I I think when we really, truly become as little children. Mm -hmm. We just allow God to be God. Right. And give us what God wants. We don't worry for ourselves. We don't worry, you know, for the things of, of the morrow. Right. Right? 
Sermon on the Mount, yep. we truly trust God to provide for us the same as he does the sparrow. Yes. You know? And if he doesn't add to us, okay. I've, I've got everything I need with Jesus. But wow. then when he does add to me, wow, thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, it's not, wow, look what I did. Look what I accomplished. Look at that cell. Look at this. Look at my life. Look at, you know, look, look at all these things. Look at the car I drive. Look at the house I live in. You know, it's none of this stuff. It's no me, 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 I, I, I. Right. It's, oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You know, thank you, Lord, for my wife. Thank you for my great kids. Thank you for, for, for my great job. Thank you for the provision, you know, and, and paying the bills and, and everything else. And, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, John. That's how I live. Right. Just pay my bills, Lord. Yeah. Just make it happen. Just pay my bills. I don't I don't really care about anything else. Just yeah. pay my bills. You know, help help my family to eat. Yeah. And and I just wanna I just wanna serve you. Yeah, I I walk around a lot and I say, Thank you, Jesus. I do. I walk around a lot and I say, you know, Christy says, What are you, what are you thanking the Lord for? I said, you know, you know, 'cause she I do it a lot and I'm thinking I'm just so thankful. Yeah. I'm so thankful because he he <clears throat> has done what what number one what I can't do but he's done so many things and he's turned so many situations around yeah you know in my life that I mean I'm just so thankful for for what he's done if, if and if you're watching today or listening today and you don't have that assurance of where you would go if you would die today uh, you can change that right now today and Pastor Jay what do you tell that person well, let, let me let me make one more point, yeah. and then I'll stop because I'm all fired up right now, and you know, you know how it is. Scriptures are just banging in here. You know, um, I believe, right? About going back to this, adding things to you. Mm-hmm. When we're pursuing earthly things, no matter how noble they are, when we're pursuing earthly things, then our mind and our heart is captivated by those things, mm-hmm. right? Not captivated by Jesus. That's the point I'm trying to make That's good. here. And I, I just want to sum it up that way. Mm-hmm. And, and he's calling us to a place of being like children so that we are fully focused on kingdom things. And he's saying to us, I'll add the other stuff to you. Mm-hmm. I'll give you what I want you to have. And and here's the problem. When we're focused on the stuff mm-hmm. rather than fully focused on him, yeah. right, then we can't truly appreciate what God does in our life. Yeah, It's just like with Sam. You know, if I had paid attention to, to her physically, flirted along the way or this and that and the other, then... then you know, when when our friendship evolved into to romance and, and marriage, because it evolved just like that, mm-hmm. and everything, I I wouldn't I wouldn't appreciate God so much for it, right? Right? Because I would think I played a part in it. I got you. Right? Yeah. I played no part in that. She played no part in that. We were focused on God. We were focused on the ministry that we were involved in. We were doing Jesus' work and Jesus' work only. Right. There was nothing else to that, right? And it was that's God. Right. It was God that added it to us, right? right? And and so I think that's that's something that we miss with that whole scripture. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Okay, got it. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to pray. I'm going to Bible study. I'm I'm going to I'm going to check all the boxes. Right. 
And as soon as the boxes are checked, I'm going to go out here and do my own thing. Right. No, that's not what it says. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. That means right. fully focused on Jesus. He is right. Jesus only. Jesus only. Yeah. And I'll add, God will add, Father will oh, add these things to you. That's so good. And, and uh, you know, I think we felt that. And you say, well, you said you were going to talk about the Great Commission. What does that have to do with it? It has everything to do with it. Right. Right? Because if you're over here, like we talked about Judas, mm-hmm. you know, encompassed with all of these devices and encompassed with all of this other thinking and all of these other things mm-hmm. and, and not pursuing his righteousness. Right. Then you're never spiritually going to lead someone to the place of their salvation. And it's got to be spiritual. Right. It's got to be spiritual. Unless you're drawn of the Spirit, you can't be saved. That's the right? truth. We can knock on a million doors, yeah. you know, and, and we, we can say a million times, pray for my husband, pray for my wife, and pray for my kids, and this and that and the other. Well, okay, but let's spiritually lead them as well. Right. Let's seek ye first the kingdom That's so and his righteousness. Amen? Yes. And, and live that in front of them. And it, and it will spiritually lead them to a to a place of conversion. That is so good. Hallelujah. Praise God. So anyway, you asked me what what I say to someone. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm wound up this morning. <laughs> coffee's good. coffee's finally hitting. Um, <laughs> but um, that's so funny. I guess I what I would say to to someone who who struggles, and we all do. We we all have our days. But I, I would convince you to fully give yourself to Jesus Christ. Don't go through motions with it. Don't, don't check boxes with it, but fully give yourself to Jesus Christ. I was that guy who, who checked boxes. I was that guy who did in just enough to look the role, play the role for everyone else. But deep in myself and, 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 and truly in the heart of God, he and I knew I wasn't what I portrayed. And I had to come to the end of myself. Mm-hmm. I had to come to a place where I said, I'm not enough. I need you, Jesus. So wherever you're at and and whatever your struggle is, you're not enough. The world will tell you that you are. Right. But you aren't. You need Jesus. Yes. You need him in your life and in control of your life. So come to him. Let him have you. Trust him for everything, for all of the stuff. Be be content with just enough. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at when I say just just pay the bills. Lord, I'm content with that. Pay the bills, feed my family, and I'm fine. Yeah. I'm content. I don't need any more than that. Amen. I don't need status. I don't need, you know, I don't I don't need all of this other stuff that the world pursues. I just need you, Jesus. Amen. 
And, and, and so I encourage you wherever you are in life, if you've been, excuse me, if you've been going to church your whole life, but you've, you've never fully grabbed hold of your need of Jesus or whether you've never stepped foot in the church and, and know deep down you need Jesus, then I encourage you to, to be okay with him being enough. Right. Because you aren't. You aren't. Right. But he is all. He is all you need. Amen. Right? Scripture says that he shall supply all your need. our need. It's singular. Yeah. And the modern versions make it plural. But if you go back to the King James Version and, and even some of the, the Greek Orthodox and other translations, that's singular. Yeah. Right? He shall supply all Need. Our need, yes, he does. In Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is Thank our Jesus so need. So commit yourself to Him. Let Him be enough. Your yeah. pursuit of Him be enough, and He'll add everything else to you. Amen. He promises. It's a good word, no doubt about it. It's pretty, pretty awesome to come in here and talk about the Great Commission. And man, I tell you what, no script, no script. God's just good. I like it that way sometimes. I know. It's yeah. always good. I got still have a whole page of notes. So this uh, before we go today, uh, talk about your new sermon series that starts this week. God of the Mountain. Um, everyone's talking to me. It's like, oh, I remember that McCamey song, and da-da-da-da has yeah. nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Um, so you know, the tagline is, you know, are you tired of the valley? And everything. So I get where people think that, right. you know, because that old McCamey song was, oh, you know, yeah. God of the Mountain is still God of the Valley. Oh, and, and you know, it, it might, uh, you know, it might parallel <laughs> that a, a little bit. But, yeah, we're really going to focus on, on Moses and his trips up Mount Sinai and the time he spent with God on the mountain in contrast to what was going on in the valley. Right. With the, the nation of Israel and how far they pulled themselves away from God while Moses was on the mountain pulling himself into God. Um, so that's that's, good. that's the focus. Is it raining? No, that's me wiggling my legs. <laughs> I think it what is that? Yeah. That's so crazy. Like I said, the coffee's hitting. I'm, in the, I'm, <laughs> on, a, I'm on a caffeine rush. You're ready to go for another another round here. I huh? could. I well, could. I'll tell you what. Uh, if you can... If you can Get over to the Winfield campus, wherever you may be, and I tell you, you could uh, you could really benefit by what God's doing in, in Winfield, and what God is doing uh, with the Pulse Church. And we're really excited about about the future. If you want to get involved in a church that doesn't water down religion, Christianity, mm-hmm. we don't water it down at all. And um, and so God can do great things with uh, with you, and we would love to have you a part. Of the Pulse Church. So I guess, Pastor Jay, since you said that. Uh, oh, you're going to play the song? Let's see here. There it is. Y'all have a great day, everybody. Thanks for being a part of the Pulse WV Live. Life is easy. i turn that off right When now. you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But then things change and you're down in the valley. Don't lose faith for you're never alone. And I'm glad for the God on the man.
Talk of faith when you're up on the mountain. Oh, but the talk comes so easy when life's at its best. But it's down in the valley of trials and temptation. That's when faith is really put to the test. For the God on the mountain, He's God. Sometimes they do. He'll make him right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. The God of the day is still God in the night. 